0: You are listening to the Super Black Podcast. In this episode, we're going to dissect DC's favorite animal conservationist. I don't even know if it's their favorite, but it's mine. It's Mari-Jue Makabe, a.k.a. fixin. Vixen. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Super Black Podcast. As I said a couple seconds ago before the song kicked you up. This episode, we're going to be chatting about Vixen. Now, why Vixen? Because, well, she's part of the DC Universe. She's getting her own uh, cameo on Arrow, which should be on tonight, if this launches when I want it to. And she has a cartoon. So she's a very prominent uh. Black female superhero. She has her own show on the CW, uh, the online CW network. And uh, that's pretty cool. You know, she, she, it it was a weird choice when I heard that they, uh, okay, let me not say it's a weird choice. It was, I guess it was weird to me because I always thought of Vixen as a background character. Uh, I, I was never really exposed to her as, you know, a leading front tier hero. But she does have pretty interesting powers. And giving her her own show with her own sort of team and then transitioning her with the cool part. They're transitioning her voice actress on the show to becoming actually Vixen on arrow and the flash, that whole CW universe, which is really, really cool and very synergistic. So are we to believe he's going to dive a little into a nerd uh, thought here? The way DC seems to be structuring their, company, uh, be it movies and uh, cartoons and the TV shows, is that they're having this weird um, multiverse, which DC is very very much known for. So, seeing as how the voice of Vixen is in the cartoon and the live-action show, are we to believe that the cartoons exist in the same universe as Arrow and Flash on the CW, or is it a parallel universe where everyone's animated. I actually I haven't watched the Vixen show. Uh I saw the first episode. I haven't watched any further due to life, but I can only assume that there are two separate, you know, uh versions of each. I think I actually think Grant Gaston the the voice of Flash. Actually, let me look up that dude's name right now so I don't sound ridiculous. Uh, Yep, I was right. Grant Gustin, who plays Barry Allen on The Flash and Stephen Amell, who plays Oliver Queen slash The Green Arrow on his respective show, do the voices for both Flash and Arrow on the uh, on the cartoon. So. Are they fusing this reality like with cartoons and and. uh, And the live action shows, I, I I'm. DC hasn't played their cards yet because we know that there's going to be a separate flash and a separate green arrow on the Justice League in the Justice League movies and film, you know, it's going to be completely different. So they they are splitting that universe. But I wonder how they'll come in contact. Like there it, it's only a matter of time before there's some sort of crisis on infinite earths situation where all the uh, all the universes collide and bad stuff happens, and maybe one of the Flashes die. Spoilers. That happens in comics. Well, literally all heroes die in comics, but they always come back. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I've veered very far off the road of Vixen at this point, so let's steer the ship back in uh, focus. Okay, so to understand Vixen and her powers, we have to actually take a couple hundred steps back into the past and figure out where these powers actually come from. So I will give you the legend and then we'll discuss her powers. Cool? Okay. In ancient Africa, there was an ancient warrior who was also a legend by the name of Tantu. Tantu, the ancient legendary African warrior from Africa, asked Anansi the spider to create a totem. That would give the wearer powers of the animal kingdom and possibly Universal Studios California, if he would use the power to protect the innocent. Anansi said, okay, I guess. And with that, the totem was created. Tantu named the totem after himself and later adopted a new moniker, Tantu, the self indulgent Tantu used the totem and the power of Earth's animals to become the first legendary hero of Africa. The Tantu totem was later passed down through the generations until it reached the Makaves. Growing up in a small African village that doesn't actually exist, named Zambisi, Mari Jiwe Makave was told of a very ancient and also very African legend of the Tantu Totem by her mother. The very same mother would be struck down by poachers when Mari was still very young. Apparently, her mother was made of sweet, sweet ivory. Mari was then raised by her father, Reverend Richard Jiwei, the village priest. That is, until Reverend Jiwei was brutally murdered by his half-brother, General Moxai, who was in search of the Tantu Totem and who apparently didn't know how to ask for it nicely. Now orphaned, Mari saw an opportunity to follow her dream and become an actual African-American by fleeing to New York City. Going by her totally new name, Mari Makabe, she used her stunning beauty and grace to become a well-known fashion model, quickly gaining popularity and wealth as all top models do. After much success, she capitalized on her newfound wealth and decided to travel the world. But on a fateful trip back to her ancient African home of Africa, she came across her admittedly terrible uncle Moxie and stole back the Tantu Totem, presumably using big, fancy city words to bewilder and confuse him. Now with her birthright in tow, Mary Don the Totem using its powers to become the ridiculously costumed superhero, Vixen. Now that that legend's out the way and you're all gassed up on, you know, cool ancient African uh, stories and and myths and whatnot, uh, Vixen holds domain over the morphogenetic field, also known as the Red. This is a fancy way of saying that she's able to access the abilities of every animal on Earth and mimic said animals' traits. Be the animal domestic, like your cat Sniffles, a wild animal, like that bear that ate that guy one time in that place, I believe it was the forest, or mythical, like the big lizards Imagine dragons are referring to. So you need an example. If Vixen, say, needed to knock over a wall, you know, for hero purposes, well, she could simply tap into the red and call upon the strength of a rhino and just run headfirst into that pesky wall. No more wall. Rhino power beats wall. Uh, Let's say she needed to swim down to retrieve some overboard keys, she'd say, "Hey, the red. I need a fish," and then bam, she's swimming like Jack Lalanne, only better because of fish stuff, and you know, fish swim better than Jack Lalanne. How does she do this, you ask? Well, first I would ask if you actually listened to the little legend that I told you a little while ago, and second, I would answer you and say that. Thanks to the Tantu Totem, she has all these powers. Now, given Escalation, Vixen has been written to take on physical qualities of animals She ta- uh, that she calls upon. She mimics. Like, if she were to call on a fish, maybe she would adopt gills so that she can breathe underwater better. You know, Or uh, on some occasions, she becomes like a hybrid of a human and whatever animal that she is currently uh, tapping. So she would become like some sort of Wolf creature woman hybrid. If she were to call on a wolf and maybe I I think it works that if she's a wolf for too long or she's holding that power she'll start to morph. But uh, I do know that prolonged exposure to the red has been known to make her lose parts of her personality. And she starts reverting into her animalistic side and losing more of her humanity, humanity side, her human side. So she'll become more aggressive and, and lose kind of her you know impulse control and start attacking people if she's holding on to these uh animal traits for too long, which seems very inconvenient when you're working in a team like the Justice League. You know, there's a guy who can shoot laser beams out of his eyes and is basically a god, and then you catch a, a hissy fit with him because you're holding on to a tiger's raw abilities, you just kind of get kind of feisty. Uh, you don't want to mess with DC universe. Those guys are way too powerful. But one interesting note about Vixen, she's able which is, I don't understand this part. I guess because they they classified as the quote unquote human animal, she has been written to be able to call on the powers of metahumans. Being able to use this tantu totem to call on the powers of animals and then writing that, you know, human is an animal, so she can call on the powers of heroes that are beside her and or, or or that she knows of is kind of a cop out, but it's also an interesting power. She's she's a mimic. She's like uh that guy Peter from Heroes, the first season, you know, the, the half decent season, where he's basically a power leech, or they called him an empath, where he could see a power or or be by someone who had superpowers and absorb them. Well, in instead, in turn she could uh, be close to someone with superpowers and then mimic them. Now, I don't think that this went on for too long. I know that they reverted her back to being an animal pretty much, Uh, but she has had, I believe she's had Superman's powers at some point, which raised some questions on whether or not she can take on alien powers. But I, I don't think that raised any, I think it answered questions. Like, yes, she could the, the Superman's an alien. She was able to use his powers if she were on we're on an alien planet. She could tap the alien animal wildlife and call on their abilities. So that's cool. And this animal ability is really useful too because she could call on like an animal with very tough skin. Let's say if she's getting, I don't know, about to get stabbed, and the knife would you know not penetrate, like a rhino. I I like the the idea of a rhino. Call on the ability of a rhino. Her skin gets super tough. She becomes very powerful and strong, and and able to like knock stuff over and and just become a brute. Uh, I do remember watching her on the Justice League cartoon. I mentioned that cartoon a lot on this podcast. Please go watch it, where she actually used the power of an elephant to, like, she calls on the power of the elephant, and then as she's running, she's like crushing the floor as she's walking. So she takes on the weight and the heft of an elephant as well as the power of it. So I th- I think she hit uh, Solomon Grundy. She like ran headfirst into him, knocked him over. But as she was running, she was like smacking the earth with great force. And she was a very dainty lady. So remember, she was a model from the legend. So her powers are actually very unique. They're very cool. And I suppose they're very African because there's a whole African legend written about it. It's obviously not, you know, written in africa but they did a lot of um backstory for that that totem that she has it it incorporates anansi the spider which i remember reading about in kindergarten which was also interesting to me because it was like it's bringing in aspects of actual you know store actual stories from actual human history or whatnot which i love to do i do that with my own stuff like who doesn't love to incorporate real world real world things into their writing or their ideas, whatever. She actually has a very interesting story and very interesting powers. Her less uh, impressive power, or I would say her less uh, uh, interesting ability, is that she has very sharp claws, which I thought was... I don't know the word for it, but I, I guessed because they said, well, she's an animal, and women have long fingernails, so let's give her claws that are very sharp. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. I bet that I'm not, but it doesn't make a big deal. But they're super sharp and she can cut through a lot of stuff with it. So there's a lot of sexist jokes you can make about that. Uh, One of them would be, this kitten's got claws. I don't think women are like cats at all. So I'll leave that one there. And with that weird joke, I'm going to transition to the (laughs) side B, a.k.a. the variant cover. Thanks for listening and please i'll see wait please i'll just see you on the other side i don't know how to transition okay just hold on i'll be back and welcome to the break thank you for listening to this episode of the super black podcast and i would really really love to take this time to ask you the listener my friends to share this podcast with your friends your network get it out there let people know that this thing exists, especially if you like it. I really hope you do like it. Uh, I'd really appreciate the help. Getting this podcast into different ears is difficult and it can only be done by word of mouth, really, because the internet is really big and people get ignored. So I would just love for you to spread the word of the Super Black Podcast. You can do it on Twitter and don't forget to uh, reply at Super Black PC. You can head over to Facebook we have a Facebook page there at Super Black PC. Uh, anywhere you feel you can get the word out would be great. You can follow us on Insta us. You can follow me on Instagram at Super Black PC. And if you need to know where to find the podcast, if you—I mean, you already have it—but you know, if you want to tell somebody, hey, they're like, hey, well, where can I get this podcast? Easy, we're on iTunes. You know, you can rate and subscribe there. You can tell your Alexa Echo, Alexa Echo your amazon echo to Sorry, I didn't understand question. thank you Alexa <laughs> you can ask her to find the super black podcast and she will play it for you let me see if she do Alexa play the super black podcast the of super black. Here it is for you. that's amazing okay Alexa stop You see, Alexa can find the podcast. That's amazing. So there's multiple ways that you can find us. Please tell a friend. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell everybody. And thank you for listening. Here comes the variant cover. So, welcome back, and this is, again, the new Side B, a.k.a. The Variant Cover. This is where we cover weird topics that have something to do with the hero in question. So, since today's hero is Vixen, and she's a... she's an animal, uh, I thought up this top six pretty much off the fly, off the cuff, off the back. The top six post-hero careers for Vixen. Bear with me, this is gonna be very quick. It's gonna be rapid fire and you're gonna enjoy it. Number six, the CEO of PETA. Now this this is kind of like a gimme, you know? PETA is very into animals. Vixen has been most of the animals in question. It's a perfect fit, right? Now I'm not saying she just rolls into PETA and just they just hand her the CEO position. No, that, that's not how business works especially when you have, like, a record that has nothing to do with PETA. Like, she's not in office jobs. I don't believe she's an activist either. She's just a model who can, you know, swim really well when she calls on a fish. But if you start her in the mailroom, you know, she'll work her way up, throw some animal puns around, get everybody on her side, work her way up the ladder. 20, 30 years, the guy at the top croaks. She makes a play. Bing, bam, boom. She's CEO of the company. How did she do it? She goes to the Christmas party and tells them how animals really feel. Maybe she does little parlor tricks. You know, sometimes you gotta dance for the uh, the higher ups. You gotta you gotta make yourself known. And she's got, she can make herself known. She can uh, what's uh, she can turn into a dragon and breathe fire. I think I don't know if she could actually do that. Number five, an animal therapist. Now follow me on this. She can speak to animals. Did I mention that? She has the ability to speak to animals, I think at some base level. So, parlay that into like a very lucrative business where people I mean people will pay a lot of money for their pets, trust me. So if you have depressed pets, you can just see that commercial. Uh, is your dog depressed? Is there moping around? Does your cat not really want to be around you? I can tell you why. My name is Mari Jiwe Makabe. And I'm your animal therapist. I'm gonna fix him right up. Do you know how much green that woman would make? And all she would have to do is just sit and stare at an animal for like 10 minutes. She doesn't actually have to talk to the animal. All she has to say is, I need time alone with the animal. Then she can come out and say whatever the hell she wants. And people will know, or at least think, that she's telling the truth because they know she can turn into, or she can channel animals. You know? She's a superhero. Oh, I can see the marketing now. She like touches the totem and (laughs) she channels a house cat and then she sits and stares at the cat and she says, (laughs) it's like call now and I can read your cat. Number four, Instagram celeb. Now my old behind has seen people become famous on Instagram or doing very little, like every social media, just kind of yelling. Now if she were to go on there and just channel animals and do weird stuff in fifteen cent fifteen second uh, clips, she would gain such a following. Could you imagine, like, her Instagram channel would be like a, a animal fit, and they show her like channel a gorilla, and she's just bench pressing however many pounds a gorilla could bench press. I'm sure. I don't know if they've ever measured that. Have you ever has anyone ever seen a gorilla bench press anything? I wonder how much they could bench press. Seven hundred pounds. Let's let's call it 700 pounds. I'll give the gorilla the benefit of the doubt. They show her, she shows everybody on (laughs) Instagram, her just benching 700 pounds. And then at the end of the video, she yells, she just looks in the camera and yells out, gorilla. And then the video, ends. (laughs) or they show her swimming laps and she's swimming them real fast. Then she just dives out of the pool, right in front of the camera. Dolphin. End of video. Billions upon billions of views. She'd be famous instantly, getting endorsement deals from probably PETA. She'd be getting uh, it's just YouTube's famous, you know? But on Instagram. I said Instagram, right? Maybe YouTube. YouTube celeb. That makes more sense. Because then she has more time. But then the 15-second video does lend itself to some weird comedic moments. And at the end of a YouTube video, I mean, she could still call out the name of the animal, but it's it's much more impactful if you just see her lifting way too much weight, stopping, pointing at the camera, yelling out whatever animal she's channeling, you know? You're like, oh, my God, I didn't know a gorilla could lift that much. Oh, my gosh, I, I didn't know a rhino could uh, push over a wall that, that big. You know, just, I don't know. I'm going to stick with Instagram. Yeah, let's stick with Instagram. Number three a documentarian. Now this one actually, it's an actual very, she could really do that. You know, like she has very intimate knowledge of how animals uh, think and act, and she can find the places where they are, you know, she can get footage and pictures of things that no one else could, you know, and she would be safe because at any point, if an animal wants to get rowdy, wants to get feisty, she can call up on whatever animal is higher in the food chain and just punk that animal. Now, I'm not very knowledgeable of who's above wolf. So if she were to follow a bunch of wolves and document some sort of pack from, I don't know, for a couple of years, if they were to get feisty with her, who would she call on? What animal would she call on to to beat it? Is there anything Because you can't really mess with a pack of wolves. Like, would she just, I guess she would channel an alpha wolf and just challenge the pack. And then that becomes a whole different documentary where she's running the pack. Oh my goodness. She just calls on a wolf and maybe she stays in that wolf form way too long. And then she's just turning into a wolf, just sniffing and walking and forgetting who she was. And then all of a sudden the camera falls down one day and she just walks away with the pack because she completely forgot she's doing a documentary. And now she's just a wolf. Oh my God. Could you imagine someone finds that camera? It'll be like the Blair witch. <laughs> like what, what am I watching? This is the most amazing documentary. Oh, this took a turn. Where does she go? <laughs> she's just, she's just some, some lady in the forest thinking she's a wolf running the pack. Just that's amazing. Anyway, number two, pet store owner. Now here is my thought on what she would be, uh, or what kind of pet store owner she would be. So, Instead of selling animals to people, she would position it where she's selling the people to the animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? So, a person or a family would come in to her shop, and of course, in the shop, there are no cages. All the animals are just walking around. I guess she would have to have dividers because there is a natural food chain order going on. And you can't really... Uh, would she be able to break up fights between dogs and cats and hamsters? Maybe there are cages, okay, but they're like loose cages, like, hey, you know, you just hang out here for a bit. Uh, That wouldn't work either. Maybe it's just a really, really big complex. Okay, there you go. So she has multi floors, uh, multiple floors. So you go to the first floor and there's just cats everywhere because that's not weird. And then you say, oh, you know, I want to buy a cat. So she'll walk the family over to different cats and ask the cats, because remember, she can talk to animals, ask the cats, do you like this family? And the cat's like, eh, not really. Or, eh, actually, cats don't work for this. Dogs. So she walks up to a dog. He's like, oh, you know, dog, do you, dog, whatever. Do dogs give themselves names? Steve, do you like this family? And Steve will look at him and say, you know, eh, they look okay. Let me take him for a walk. So he takes him a walk around the block. They they do a thing. He comes back, and then Vixen asks him, uh, You know, how was that? He's like, well, you know, they picked up my poop. So that's a plus. The kids were cool, but a little loud. I guess I can go with them. And then the family pays Mari for the right to take that dog home. Or some other way where the dog is higher than the person. I haven't really figured out the payment structure of it. It's still weird. It's still weird. But that whole portion up to buying the dog or the cat or the hamster or the lizard or the imaginary dragon, it's really about her selling the the people to the person. I thought this out. Trust me. And the number one post-hero career in the top six post-hero careers for Vixen is a judge on a reality cooking show. Now, I think as a former animal, an actual animal, a person who's been an animal. She would have very keen insight to how different meats should be cooked or not cooked. And I think she would give some really interesting insight into the cooking show. So let's say she's sitting there as a judge and she's watching the people cooking. She's like, you know, uh, I've noticed that if you don't cook a steak, it tastes just as good. And she would get very weird looks and it would make for amazing TV. And then they would put the the cook steak in front of her and she would cut into it and take a bite and say, I mean, it's okay. I mean, it's not raw. You know, I didn't hunt it down myself. You know, I didn't take a bite out of a cow myself and, you know, get it. But, you know, it's still good. Five out of ten. You know what? I'm going to swap pet store owner and judge on uh, a reality cooking show. So pet store owner is number one. Judge a Reality Cooking Show is number two. Maybe this is the top five and I cut the judge on a reality cooking show portion out. I didn't even like that. But you heard it here first. I'm amending my top six. <laughs> Actually, Documentarian is number one because that was funny. I would love to see the documentary I just described. That'd be ridiculous. The top post-hero career for Vixen would be a Documentarian. Forget the other ones. That's the top one. That's been our top six. We'll be right back. And that does it for this edition of the super black podcast. I really hope you learned something about our friend, Mari Jue Makabe, AKA Vixen, AKA a justice league uh, member. That's not really an AKA. That's just what she does. Sure. But I hope you got some enjoyment out of that. I hope you tell a friend about this podcast Let's cover some house cleaning or housekeeping. You know, I've been doing podcasts for a while and I've never settled on whether it's housekeeping or house cleaning. Doesn't matter. Please, please subscribe on iTunes. Rate and subscribe. That would really help us. Help me out. Can't stop saying us. The podcast can be found on TuneIn. It can be found on Spreaker. And if you have one of the uh, Amazon Echoes, that you saw in the uh, fancy Alec Baldwin commercial during the Super Bowl, if you ask Alexa to play the Super Black podcast, she will do so. How cool is that? So your, ho- your, your your we can be wired into your home. It could be a voice command away. I've tried to make it easy for you to get these podcasts, and I hope you do so. Head on over to superblack.co, head over to the contact page, fill out the form, I will get back to you, It can be a nice little conversation. We can have some fun. This podcast is for everybody, guys. It's all inclusive. So please, I expect you to reach out. I I demand it. I command you to... Nah, that's rough. I I humbly beg that you reach out and uh, join the conversation. And uh, if you have someone that you would like me to dissect, come up with some weird top six for him or her or it please, please, please use the contact form or head over to Twitter at SuperBlackPC. Send me a message. You can have a little conversation there. I've given you all the tools to reach out. Now all you have to do is do that. So again, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed Vixen. This is the Super Black Podcast. This has been the Super Black Podcast. And we're out. I'm out. Full stop.